2: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Monday to you. Ten days to go until opening day at Wrigley Field. Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, and Cody DelMendo with you on a Monday. We are closing in on the season, finally. Welcome to everyone that's going to be joining uh, in the chat. Please make sure if you haven't watched the live YouTube feed before, make sure you go check it out. Subscribe and give us a five-star review, thumbs up, likes, all those things. Best way to watch us and interact uh, with the show, be part of the show while it's going on. If you're just a podcast person and you don't want to do the YouTube thing, make sure you're also subscribed and giving us the old five-star thumbs up. Happy smiley face, whatever else you can do. Maybe flames and fires, 100% emoji, whatever. Uh, we appreciate it all. And uh, by the way, how did you guys do in your uh, merch madness? I, I think I probably well, lost mine. How do I you lost. Your, you I lost. think I lost. I think <clears throat> we all lost merch madness.
1: <clears throat> uh, I was up against Moriano. I, I was, was very, very close him. with Carm, but I think he, he – he, all the old people came to vote for him. <laughs> Well, they didn't come for me. I told the people a vote for me was a vote for millennials, and uh, like my entire life, everyone
2: continues to shit on us.
1: So, I think people
2: were voting for the best shirt. I and I I would agree that Moriano's hoodie is cooler than my T-shirt, but I would say go get both of them and uh, make sure you subscribe or sign up to be a diehard because time's running out before the season. Get the discounts to Ryan's articles throughout the season. Uh, The takeovers, the events, the merch is on discount to you all the time. Plus, you get the cool card and all the other things that come with being a diehard. Um, Lots going on over the weekend, guys. I mean, March Madness is one thing, but you had to set aside March Madness because the World Baseball Classic was heating up. Then you had Cubs Cactus League, and if you had anything else going on, you were bouncing all over television. World Baseball Classic, though, Team USA gets a lift from Trey Turner. And I got to admit, as as I was watching Trey Turner, Grand Slam against Venezuela, and then four for eight, eight RBI, you know. He looked like uh, the kind of guy you would want to have on your team. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if the price is right. I'm just saying he's the kind of guy you want on your team. Not that Dansby Swanson isn't. I'd like him <laughs> both. Remember that dream? Remember that pipe dream? My favorite part of that dream was the dream
1: (laughs) don't forget though like he took less money to go to the phillies he's just friends with bryce harper and whatever like is if that makes you feel any better about it it does yeah he's he's a stud he's one of the best shortstops in the league i wasn't really surprised when i saw it he's been playing pretty well in the wbc too so Mm you know i am uh i am uh i'm rooting for a as much as I, I love the ass man, as much as we love the ass man, I'm rooting for Japan tonight because I want to see Otani versus Trout. Mm. So, um, you know, that that's okay. – if there's anything about this tournament that I guess that, I've, that I'm intrigued about or that I care about, because it's not that I've been very loud about it on social media. It's more of like I just – I don't care as much as other people. That is one thing that I will set aside time for to go watch as if we get to see Otani versus Trout or some sort of uh matchup like that, because that, that intrigues me. That's related to major league baseball in a way. And uh, that's, that's what excites me. Yeah. But, you know, if the ass man goes out there against Japan and shoves another three, four innings down their throat, yeah. me and, uh, I mean, ah, I'm going to be it. upset about it, you yeah.
0: know? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep rooting for Mexico. Just, obvious reasons. Um but I mean I, I will say also like the Mexico US rivalry just like in anything is pretty big. So yeah, it may not get the worldwide appeal of like a US Japan game like that would get. That's probably, that's why if we're talking about like poten- potentially rigged things for ratings or whatever like MLB probably wants US versus Japan in that final. Yeah. However, if you're looking at it from a North American perspective, U.S.-Mexico gets pretty intense, and I think that would be a lot of fun.
2: I mean, uh, Assad was awesome against Puerto Rico. Four strikeouts, two and two-thirds. Uh, now, if you combine what he has done in the Cactus League and the World Baseball Classic, it's uh, almost 10 innings now. No runs. He's piling up strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting incredible experience. And every time we think the fifth starter spot job is over, and maybe it is, they reel you back in because somebody's always got something going on. Assad has looked awesome. Absolutely awesome. And it hasn't surprised a lot of his teammates. We talked last week about the uptick in velocity and how he's been working on that. And they were trying to get the the lower half of his body lined up with the rest of it. And that's where they think the velocity is coming from. Uh, I read a quote. Um, I think it was The Athletic talking about how sometimes you get an increase in velocity and I think it was Tommy Haddivy was saying, you know, you don't want – sometimes you get the uptick in velocity and then the control goes all over the place. But when a guy knows where the ball is going and then you get the uptick, obviously that's what you're looking for and that's what's helped Assad. So my question is, where are we at with the fifth starter? Because I read the uh, post from Sahad of Sharma in The Athletic where he was basically saying, okay, fifth starter – it's a formality. It's Wesneski. He's the guy. He's going to be the fifth starter, which was going into this. We all assumed it was Samson, right? Like we all said, not because that's what we wanted necessarily, but that's the way it looked like he had earned it at the end of last season. It looked like they'd take the younger guys and let them kind of develop. But the thing is that Wesneski and Assad have just straight out shoved, and Samson up until facing, uh, I think it was the Giants this weekend. Mm-hmm real bad he was better he was finally better but do you put all your stock in one start at the end of near the end of spring training or not ryan
0: well so yeah the the i think the thing we've talked about all of spring is just the fact that you don't want to put too much stock in in any one start good or bad right like even when samson had a, those first couple of bad outings. You didn't want to put too much stock in it. Just like, you don't want to say that, that Oh, he's like, he's fixed. He's figured out everything because he had one good start. Right. Um, I think until maybe this is this last week, I was still kind of, you know, Adrian Sampson, the the, the scenario just made sense that he's going to be the fifth starter. Wasn't asking maybe starting triple a be there for a little bit and, and go from there. But um, you know, just reading things coming out of Arizona and just, just looking at, what's happened in the last couple weeks. It does seem that was Nesky's sort of leapfrogged Samson. Um, I, I think Samson having a good end of spring could f- help him like remain on the big league team, even if that's in a bullpen role. Um, and you've seen quotes from him talking about, he could do anything, right? He's uh, talking about how he can, he could be a reliever too. And that kind of is telling saying that like the fact that he's talking about the, that he could be, he could pitch out of the bullpen as well. Maybe, says a little bit um you can can infer some things from that uh i think he'll have to i think he may have like one more start coming around um and he'd have to have a really good one but like you know a good start there helps him possibly stick with the on the opening day roster um yeah i don't think the start against the giants puts him back above was uh as much as like it just it was Nesky's been really good, man. He's, 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 he's good in his appearances so far in spring. He's, you know, that's just a continuation of what he did last year. Um, he has the it factor. He has the kind of stuff and yeah, I, I think, I think it was going to take a good spring out of him to lock down that fifth starter role. And it seems like he's, you know, along with Adrian Sampson's struggles, like was Neske's done what he's had to do, um, to, to earn that spot. So um, Samson could still find his way on the opening day roster in a different role. I just think whatever he did against the Giants hasn't put him back above Wisniewski, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> based off the chat reaction or thoughts about Justin Steele right now, they both might be in the rotation on opening day, just if if, if Justin Steele ain't right. Um, we're going to talk about Keegan Thompson in the second segment too uh, with his drop in velocity right now. Um, I'm trying to, you know main like maintain a you know not overreact and assume that everything is going wrong um but with you know with steel i don't know what he was was particularly working on yesterday but he did look visibly frustrated so uh i don't know but i again like we've all we've said all spring you know samson came in probably with that spot and wesneski is like, like I said, you know, blow my mind a little bit. And he, he has. And he finally gave up some runs. Uh, I think it was a three-run shot to J.D. Martinez. Um, and then our guy Mac, Max Bain came in for the first time in the spring, which was awesome to see. Didn't go well for him, but it was awesome to see him get out there. Uh, and I'm excited to see the next, uh, next time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying – again, I'm trying to just maintain some sort of level of concern – when it comes to Justin Steele right now, uh, but I, again, this is the thing we've talked about all spring and all offseason is the Cubs have a lot of depth in that starting rotation. So you know, if Steele isn't ready for Opening Day, worst case scenario, yeah, you feel good about Lesnieski yeah. and Adrian Sampson, like you, you do. And then again, I don't know how the Cubs plan to use Javier Assad. I know didn't Sharmas write something about how they plan to use him in a bullpen role?
2: I that, it's, that. that it's an option. Yeah, yeah it's an I option, mean, we, we right? could talk about it when we talk about um, Keegan, but, I mean, it th- there's some flexibility really right. for all those guys. We know all of them could be in the bullpen yeah. if you really needed them to. I don't think any of those guys uh, would would necessarily have to be starters. One thing about Samson that's different than the other two, well, a couple things. Number one, we know he's a little bit older. He's been there. He, you know, he pitched overseas, came back. Uh, thinks he figured it out, but he is more of a control touch guy than than the other guys, right? Like he's, he's not a swing and miss guy, although he had six strikeouts in his good outing this weekend. But the other guys have more blow it by you opportunity, especially Assad now that he's, you know, he hit 97 at one point. Uh, in the WBC but he's been between I think I saw 93 and 95 or something like that has been his average so the uptick has been there and we know Wesneski has strikeout ability where he can just get it by guys um so I I like that because you don't have a ton of it in some of your other guys there's a lot of contact pitchers um and I, I don't know if that's enough to sway anybody but boy, I, Assad. When you watch Assad in the World Baseball Classic, you start to think to yourself, well, why can't we get one of those guys the Cardinals get? Where all of a sudden somebody's like, who is this guy and why is he 15 and three? You know, like, yeah. well, how is this guy's ERA yeah. a 1.5 and he's got 15 wins already at the All-Star break? Like, who is yeah. this guy? That's what I would like the rest of the National League Central to experience just once, just who is this guy? Where did he come from, and where did they find him? And whether that is Wesneski, Assad, Sampson again, I don't know. I have a feeling that it's it's Wesneski or Assad, though. I, I that's just a gut feeling. It's nothing against Adrian Sampson. I love what Sampson brings to the team in that he's. He's depth that they've never had. All three guys are depth that they've never had in in recent history, right? Like they finally have guys in the minors. If Steele struggles, they've got somebody to bring up. If Thompson makes the team and struggles, they've got somebody to bring up. They have multiple players that they will be able to stash at the minor league level that they can bring up that you're going to feel comfortable if they get called up and you won't feel panicked unless it has to do with options left or something like that or roster spots that's the trick that's the trickier part of the picture right now really is like who's on the 40 man how do they keep the 40 man how do they not lose a guy how do they stash him? stuff i don't deal with and i'm glad i don't but well i like the depth that those three guys provide especially what i've seen of assad the last three weeks yeah i mean it's it's awesome
1: to be in this position i said it last week like I feel like i am been saying all spring we've seen like the flashes from some of these young pitchers and we saw all last year too was the only good thing about last year outside of Nico Horner and, you know, Christopher Morrell's hot start and all like as far as offense, so the pitching was what really shined, especially in the second half of last year. And you're bringing that momentum into this, this year. And you're seeing some of these other guys that, you know, we, we are, I, I would say we've all been, pleasantly surprised about Javier Assad. I mean mm-hmm. it's it's awesome and and uh so yeah I'm I am uh as far as like that, that competition I, it's it's not that I'm like worried about it it's more of like I'm just happy that they have the depth and I just hope that steel is okay. Like if the Cubs are gonna be much of anything this year they're gonna need steel to be healthy. And that's just that's 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 just a fact. There's I can't even, even I can't use the Dell metrics analytics and say that the Cubs are going to win if Justin Steele isn't out there every fifth day. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope that's fine. And then, you know, whenever you, you want to do a spot start as the season moves along or if an injury happens and you got that depth. And I think Wesneski has earned, has earned the spot in that, in that rotation at this point. But, um, you know we'll see how this next week goes and you know i i feel good about the rotation going in the open day mm-hmm. no matter what anyway so
0: yeah it's um the picture is a little murky now with all these different things happening um you know Steele feeling something i i, I don't think it's it's something that's going to keep him out Um what was the quote he said that he just felt like he was pitching underwater or something like that yeah it felt like um, it sounded like that at arm really? or something yeah, like too. that well he had that thing early in the season his first start got uh scratched um arm fatigue i think was what it was um just from from seeing reports i don't it doesn't seem like anything too uh concerning and he, i think he should have one more start before they leave mesa so um i guess you'll kind of see what happens in that one as well uh i i do like, i kind of agree with cody that in any case the the depth of rotation has like with guys like was showing out Javier Assad pleasantly surprising a lot of people. Um, If Samson makes another, it has another good start before he leaves. I mean, like there's options there and and you feel good about who's going to be in the rotation. You you feel good about the spot, the rotations in on opening day, kind of regardless, like not that you, not that the rotation isn't better with Justin Steele in it than not, but Mm -hmm. as long as it's not like anything long-term, like you don't, you, you, you feel okay about who could potentially have to replace him if need be, right? Not saying that's even uh, on the radar right now, just if that's a thing. You feel good about the, the depth the Cubs have that, could, you know, whoever could potentially come in for if it's only a start, right? Like, then then you don't feel as bad. But, I mean, that's a bridge you kind of cross when you get there. I don't want to speculate on that all too much because um from what we've heard, it doesn't seem like it's anything like opening days in jeopardy at this point, right. so. I guess it's more, I
1: I guess for me, the concern is, uh, is just usually by now you start to see guys get into that groove of, uh, you know, going, going higher pitch counts and stuff like that. And again, it's spring training. I try not to like let one bad appearance, like define anything. So yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. Uh, I just basically I'm reacting based off what our chat is saying what I saw on social media yesterday it's just one one start but I I hope he's much better than the second start that way we
2: can feel good about the first series of the year <laughs> well and don't forget you you probably won't need all five starters to be going long innings early in the season mm-hmm. you might have piggyback opportunities you might have uh, be, because of off days skip some guys. Uh, you have, you have Killian who's had a good spring. You only have to get through at best case scenario. You might only have to get through four weeks and then you're going to see what Kyle Hendricks has to add to the mix too. So who True. knows? I keep forgetting um, of that. Yeah. Who's who knows what it's all going to look like when it's all said and done. i want to point this out though. If the ass man continues to shove like this, whether it's bullpen or starting, I have an idea that if he's able to continue this through the season and he is, just the man, and he becomes the Sultan of Shove, if you will. <laughs> then I have something I'd like to present him at Wrigley Field halfway through the season. I have something that we could give him, and it is my brother-in-law's uh bachelor cake, the groomsman cake. There, there it was. That was in New York. That was it. See, and we will just we will just change the New York license plate to an Illinois license plate. We'll get a little uh Lincoln head on the side over there instead of the Statue of Liberty. And we could bring one of these bad boys out to Wrigley Field. Let me tell you, <laughs> that would, that that would be hashtag vibe thus moment if we presented Javier Assad with his own cake. If he if he somehow gets to like nah. ten and one and he's got an ERA under two, that's what I'm looking for. The Sultan of Shove. What do you This think? is this
0: cake is a vibe. Ass, we, Ass man cake.
1: I, I yeah. told you it
2: was Unreal. a sick cake. If you the podcast feed, you gotta
1: go to YouTube and see
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, we can't we can't properly we're not Pat Hughes, we can't properly paint yeah. the picture with our words. You you're have ready. to go and, and <laughs> look at this ass man cake that Luke has presented and us. And let with me
2: tell that. you, let me tell you, I ate that cake and it was real and it was spectacular as well. It was wow. simply delicious. Uh all right, <laughs> let's get to our uh, Let's get to our ad reads real quick. The ComEd facility assessment read is committed to helping families and business in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually, last about two hours. Then, within three to four weeks, customers get a report. Detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com/slash poweringbiz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call us at one. during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. You know what's going on right now, guys, pretty much everywhere. With only 10 days till the season starts for the Cubs, a lot of people starting to pick their their fantasy baseball teams. A lot of drafts going on. Uh, if you're in that boat, or if you've had one and you got another one coming up, make sure you get your latest fantasy baseball news from RotoWire, a pioneer in fantasy sports for over 25 years. They have cheat sheets, customer player rankings to fit all types of leagues, whether you're rotisserie, points, 10 category, 30 30 category, whatever. Let their experts analyze all those wild baseball stats for you, WRC+, barrel rates, sleepers, prospects, hard hit rate, et cetera. They've got mock drafts galore. Ask the expert function. Maybe you want to know, hey, what cub should I draft to put on my team? Or what players outside of the Cubs should I really be looking at? Premium fantasy draft kits, custom start, sit, add, drop, trade advice, lineup, optimizers, access to fantasy, DFS, and sports betting articles. And not just baseball. We're talking fantasy advice on everything from golf, soccer, NASCAR, even, yes, the XFL for those of you crazy people out there. For a limited time, RotoWire is offering a free two-day trial to our listeners. You just have to go to RotoWire, that's dot com slash C-H-G-O to register. No commitments. They're so confident you're going to like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan after those couple days. They don't even ask for a credit card up front. So take a peek behind the paywall, and when your trial is done, then you can decide if a RotoWire package is right for you. You know, you might want to use the two day sample for the draft and then look at your team and go, Whoa, I got a great team. I got to stick with these guys. I have to continue this all season long. Just something to check out, something to keep an eye on. I see Colada's in the chat. Yep.
1: He's been here. Barbara. Yes, it Ricketts. is live.
2: We're live, Barb.
1: Uh, she does that. mention Ron Sano days left until opening day. Yeah. Ron
2: Santo days. Ron Sano. Also, uh, Dave Kingman days. Hmm think Dave Kingman was number 10 if i'm not mistaken. Um so yeah, the other report from Sahadev that i had not picked up on at all. Yeah. Just me neither. Watching a couple outings i hadn't seen anybody else talk about it. Um uh, Sahadev Sharma from the Athletic pointing out that he said Keegan Thompson's been sitting in the low 90s and the quote was some in the organization question whether using one of his two remaining options makes sense right now at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season uh he hasn't looked great in the preseason his velocity is down and you know it's something i hadn't noticed about the mayor no. i hadn't seen a lot of his outings i can't say i was i saw every time he was throwing um yeah with well, that it, the, it, the lack of stack cast too doesn't help when you don't have like yeah. all the the
0: malprower readings or whatever fed onto, you know, game day or whatever you're looking at
2: doesn't help. Here's my only thing is this, if he's thrown in the low nineties and they're worried that there's some sort of arm issue and he's just not saying it because he's a competitor, then I'm worried for him. I I don't know that by any, you know, any stretch of the imagination. Cody has dubbed him the mayor of Chicago. We still have the runoff race going like he's still our guy. He's our guy. we, We still want, we still want him in there. He was, outrageously valuable in the bullpen last year. Mm -hmm. Pretty good as a starter, but outrageously valuable in that long relief role, like three times a week. Right. So I would love to see him in that. Are there other guys that could step up if he's not right for a while and fill that role? Yes. Assad is obviously one of them. That would be a way to get Assad on the roster. Um, But I would like to see it be Keegan Thompson. I'd like, I'd like to see him work it out at the major league level, as long as he's healthy. Yeah, as long well, as he's healthy, I'm cool with that. But I, I, I don't guess, know that the Cubs are going to go that way. I guess I was one, just shocked by the news.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, based off what we know, I guess the the spin zone is them talking about options and not talking about the injured list. Um, yeah, maybe his dead arm. I don't, I don't know. We don't know. But yeah. I mean, when he was in the bullpen, he was touching 95 like on a consistent basis last year and he's now he's around 90 91 doesn't make a, a, a ton of sense but if they're not if they're not talking about the injured list then I'm not going to get too concerned um but it's I'm not sitting here saying that I'm not concerned at the same mm-hmm. time so that's kind of like my the the spin zone to it is that they're not they're not really talking about him being like Having an arm yeah. problem or anything like that.
0: Yeah, Maddie Lee of the Sun Times uh, talked about it, and I guess she talked to to bullpen coach Chris Young. um He said that's just spring training for some people. Some guys come in ready to roll, and some guys come in just needing a little bit of work to find their tempo and find the rhythm. I think he just falls into that. Um, feels like they're downplaying any injury concerns. I mean, I'm. It's not like we haven't seen that happen before, and there has actually been an injury. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying there's definitely not an injury, but I'm you know they're clearly not outwardly concerned, I guess is the best way to put it. Like in the, or they're not saying it. We're not saying, saying it. it. Um yeah. so it is it is concerning to see that he's still only hitting 91 um consistently at this point in spring training. Like you definitely would hope he's a little closer to what he was uh, you know, I think he was hitting like mid-93 ni- like average, something like that. Like mid-93s were like his average for last year. He'd um, hope he'd be hitting that more consistently. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what, what's going on with Keegan. But like Cody said, I think the best part about that kind of news is the fact that they, they're they talking about maybe just using options and having him continue to ramp up in A versus the big league team. It's not what anyone wants to hear. It's definitely not what he Well, Keegan Thompson wants, he wants to be in the majors and build off, you know, that success he had last season, especially knowing going into pretty much going into spring that he's going to be in the bullpen, right? Like that, that was never a concern or or, or trying to figure out how to, you know, he's not on, uh, he was not a program to ramp up to be a starter. And then he's having to kind of pull things back to, you know, when he, when he knows he's going to the bullpen, like last year, right? Like this year he came in, they told him like the plan is for you to be in the bullpen. He's able to do that instead of trying to ramp up to five, six innings by the end of spring and pull back. He only, he knows he only has to ramp up to like three ish. Like, like that's, that's fine. The problem is of course that the velocity is not there, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a weird dynamic because he's not having to ramp up as much, but then the speed isn't there. I I don't know. I don't know what is going on. Um, but it is when you're seeing those numbers, I, I understand the concern when you see those numbers, because that's not where you would want Keegan Thompson to be at this point in spring training.
2: No. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Like if you're going to use an option on him, I'd almost rather have him struggle a little bit at the major league level. Again, this is assuming he's totally healthy and and it's just, he's trying to ramp up into the season. He's a little bit behind some other guys then I'd rather wait to see if you need to use the option instead of just burning it. That said, then there's the Assad part. If if Assad wasn't tearing it up (laughs) in in the World Baseball Classic, I would be in no rush to put him in there. But at the same time, if he can carry that hot hand to the major league level in in some form, again, we don't know whether that's a starter or that's another guy in the bullpen. And Maybe it's not Thompson's role that he takes. Maybe it's somebody else's role. Because there's still a lot of guys. There's still a lot of unsettled space in the bullpen, and if Asad is that hot, I would like to see him. I would like to see him also on the major league level because I think, think of what he's going through right now in the World Baseball Classic. He's got this game against Japan. He might have a championship game against the U.S. If he can build, almost, let's say it. It's almost a perfect spring so far. I don't want to jinx the guy. Knock on wood somewhere. But if he has this incredible spring, Cactus League into the World Baseball Classic, it will be awfully hard for this guy to go to Iowa and continue that same sort of um, juice that's running through his veins. Like, How do you go from what is probably the most exciting baseball he's ever played in, not even close, at the World Baseball Classic, and then take that and be like, and I'm going to Des Moines. I'll see you for a couple months. just <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. Nothing against Iowa. That would be a real downer. You would like to it, – it's like when we talked about the Cubs and Dexter Fowler and he shows up in 16 and you're like, let's ride this thing. For an individual player, the same can be true. Now, it doesn't always hold up. We've seen Brandon Hughes struggle a little bit. And there's another guy in the bullpen. A guy has struggled in the spring a little bit but he wasn't great in the spring last year either. And then all of a sudden they called him up and he was outstanding. So just because you have a bad spring doesn't mean you can have a great season. And just because you have a great spring doesn't mean you could actually have a down mm-hmm. season at the minor league level. It just. Are they, are they
1: saying anything about Hughes in terms of like velocity or anything like that? I haven't no, seen No, I just really, thought but... of
2: saying that he had struggled too, and that they don't know what to do because they don't have a ton of lefties. Mm. Right. Like they they don't have a ton of lefties. Your your other option is probably lighter because of the splitter, but he's not on the 40 man. He's a non-roster invitee. So if you add him, who, where where do you go with that? Now you start adding guys. Now that doesn't Ryan, he was on was lighter was on your uh open your latest projected yes. roster. That was before yes. we knew Keegan was thrown in the nineties, of course. Loading. Yeah,
0: well, I I think I actually had him on both. I've I've done two, and he's uh, he's been on both. I've
2: okay, so we just know that they would have to do yeah. some
0: maneuvering, some yeah. maneuvering for that. Um, but like like we talked about last week, like his splits work as far as like right. They look more like a lefty on lefty type split versus uh, Mark Leiter Jr. as a righty versus lefty because I think that splitter um, really affects lefties. I guess um, so that when we're doing that or when i'm doing that projection i'm looking at is like okay they have brandon hughes he's the only lefty mark letter jr has splits that work against lefties that may be how they kind of tackle that issue right um but like we're kind of talking about now like brandon hughes is struggling and if that take you know if, i don't i don't see that affecting his spot on the roster to on opening day necessarily, but if that kind of stuff continues into the season, then you start talking about, okay, like when does he need to go back down to triple A to work on some things, right? Like that, if if that's what actually happens, like I I do still see him at this point with 10 days to go being in Chicago on opening day, how long that could last while he struggles is a different, you know, a different story altogether. (laughs) How many, how many appearances
1: has Hughes had? Because I know that it's not Question. like they were using him, you know, to start spring training. It it, it, it was kind of like a late start from people. Like, people started thrown, questioning if he was hurt or not. Along he's with four Thompson. times,
0: four four games, four innings, uh, three runs. Oh, he's got a six seven five ERA, which is, yeah. you know, another four small innings, sample, four, right? Right, another small sample. But that's when you to me, I'm
1: you when you tell that to me, four four games, like.
2: I'm not. I'm not going to get too all bundled up about it. We'll see. I I see what Niran and Barb are saying in the chat. They're talking about. Listen, this lineup doesn't have the pop. The margin of error is small. You got to go with the hot hand. The guy that's ready. You can't wait for guys to get ready. You've got to get going on day one because every single game might matter if you're trying to make the postseason. All of that is true. Like I I don't Absolutely. disagree with. I don't disagree with any of that. Um, it's just funny how storylines for this roster for opening day change within a matter of minutes, days, we've got 10 days left and we still don't know where it's going to go. It's changed greatly. If you had told me five days ago that I, that there was a possibility that Keegan Thompson and Brandon Hughes weren't going to be on the opening day roster. I'd have laughed. I'd have laughed at your projected lineup. I'd have said, well, that's stupid. There's two you can pencil in right now in the bullpen. And that is Thompson and Hughes. And now Sahadev's tell me there are two guys you can't pencil in yet, and those are Thompson and Hughes. And I just saw Fernando say, so if Assad doesn't uh show or shove tonight, am I gonna hear it was a small sample size tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, that's the tricky thing. Yeah, that's the tricky thing. Although now he's had extensive work because the W the World Baseball Classic WBC, and he's the perfect example of while Altuve got hurt. And we've seen, we saw Diaz get hurt. Um, he's a guy where you look at and say, this experience couldn't have been better. This, this Mm -hmm. may be the thing that catapults the guy into a great major league career. That's what you're hoping for that. He, he takes a little taste that he got at the major league level. He sees the uptick in the velocity. They think they found some stuff. He puts it all together. He shows up in high leverage situations on a big stage. Where it's even bigger to him than it is maybe to fans around mm. the country, and he takes it and he runs with it, right. but there's no guarantee. There's right. no guarantee. If he goes out tonight and he gets lit up, am I going to say, "Well, I need to have him in the roster"? <laughs> I'll take i I'll, I'll be honest. I'll take a step back again. You, you, you can say the know. same thing about stock, up, stock down, Cody. Stock up, <laughs> stock down. You can say the same thing about the Cubs'
1: offense. Like, yes, if if okay, so they won what nine, ten games in a row in spring training. And no one here freaking got all excited about it because it's spring did. training. I, I did because I can. All right, but like, like all I'm saying is that whatever the numbers are in spring training, especially for the offense, that does not dictate what we're gonna see in April. Now, the offense probably won't be great in April because it'll be cold, and the Cubs' offense is never good in April. Uh, but as long as they have two of the three. Facets of how you win a baseball game, which would be in this team's case, pitching and defense. They're going to always be in games. I feel good about that going into the year. I, all I'm saying is, like, don't overreact about the offense right now because it doesn't. Like, what what is it? It doesn't mean much of anything. How many guys have we seen come up, come up with the Cubs, uh, get a shot in spring training and mash baseballs, and then there they they earn their spot in the opening day roster and they flop. I I, I don't know like. I understand we'd all rather see them all be hitting a ton, but like, I I don't know. That's. And again, I'm basing this off what everyone's talking about in the chat, but I, to an extent I agree. Yeah. Like I know Swanson hasn't looked great in the spring, but like he's a seasoned vet, like who cares? Like as long as he's getting his at bats and he's going to be ready for opening day. That's all that matters in my
2: eyes. So, you know, if I want to be perfectly honest here, uh am i sky high on all the guys that are having good springs and am i down in the dumps over Dansby Swanson and, and guys that aren't ramped up yet well we have a daily podcast guys we got to have stuff to talk about let's be honest here like would i be reacting this way if we were doing a podcast once a week no but we're, we're picking apart. We're, we're stock up, stock down. We're living with these guys every single day. That's why it's vibe with us and not vibe with somebody else because we're living the vibe 24, seven, 365. We're not here for you once a week. We're here every stinking day talking Cubs baseball because you don't stop watching because you're the diehards out there. That's, that's why we're riding the stock market the mm-hmm. way we are going into the season. If we were just another one of the podcasts that mm-hmm. were out there once a week or every month or whatever it is, well then we'd have time to be rational. But there's no time to be rational. Right now there's 10 days left before the season. I see it in the chat. There's panic from every single person on there and and most of them have panic for a different reason. One guy's worried about Dansby, the next guy's worried about Thompson, the next guy's worried about the lineup, then Barbs worried are we live? everybody's worried. I get it, but at least we're worried because there's actually something to potentially cheer for this year, right? Like, (laughs) don't worry, don't worry too much. I can guarantee you there's something to at least watch this season. Can't guarantee it's going to be perfect. Can't guarantee it's necessarily going to be good, but I think it's going to be better than last year.
1: Yeah. I, I, again, I'm just, I don't really care what, what happens in the spring. I, I, I never have and never will. So whatever you guys want to, you guys want to stress over it. Be my guest, but I can't I'm believe the, Cody's the voice
2: of reason here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: what? Like how many,
2: like, the most like said, how many
1: times have we seen Like David Bodie is a great example. Like someone said that in the chat. Like, okay. Like, it was exciting to see Nelson Velasquez at a walk-off yeah. homer yesterday. Am I getting too high or too low about that? No. I mean, I don't know. Like it it just doesn't I, you know, matter.
2: It doesn't I don't know. I don't know why, Cody, but I I feel like spring training I guess this doesn't even make sense, but I feel I feel more true to the eye when I'm watching pitchers that haven't ramped up and might not be ready going into the season I do hitters when hitters are just struggling at spring training or having a sp- just amazing, just crushing it everywhere in spring training. A lot of times that does not carry over to the first week of the season. It just, it just doesn't. But like, if a pitcher uh, like a, I would, I could see Assad carrying that over to the season more than I could see Dansby carrying that over to the season. Well, Okay, well, okay. Well, Assad's been he's been playing a meaningful game. So like you yeah.
1: he's the one guy you can definitely feel good about even if he does get lit up tonight against Japan. But he probably like, won't
0: pitch today.
1: For okay. Well, either way, um what's the guy, the outfielder that might be on the roster, uh, Tachman like a third like 30 31 32 year old outfielder going to probably he might start in right field opening day because we i mean and we got an update about say a Suzuki over the weekend he's he's now taking uh he's he's doing like two different types of swings now dry swings and whatever the other swings are medicine
2: ball he's got a, he's swinging in medicine ball around yeah like he
1: like I, I i don't know what any of that means except that he's he's working hard he's trying to get back but we, the, he hasn't played any spring training games, so I don't think the Cubs are going to be in a rush to get him to play opening day. I've seen people get excited about, about Toshman on social media because to start the spring, he was, he was hitting the ball. And I think he's had a pretty good spring. But he's, what, 31, 32. He's been like a journeyman around the league. And I, am, am I going to get excited about him to hold over the Cubs' right field spot uh, in April until Say Suzuki comes back. Yeah. No, well, I'm that's, not.
2: That's no, another suburban <laughs> uh, league star. That's, that's league Yeah,
0: star. MSL mid suburban league fight. Uh but that's another question like quickly before we get to the next ad. But between him and like we're looking at that right field spot, and he seems he, he's hit pretty well. He seemed like a decent option. And the fact that he can play all three outfield spots is encouraging uh for whenever Say Suzuki comes back, but he's also not on the forty band, uh, which is another Thing where if he's going to make the opening day roster moves have to be made um whether that's i, I don't i don't think kyle hendricks has been put on the, the 60 day il if that's what's going to end up happening but um i think that's one move that's kind of in mind of what could potentially be it um maybe i'm wrong but um the one player and i, and I you know i know barbara's talked about it in the chat uh nelson Velasquez. hit the home run yesterday you know he played for team puerto rico he only had five at bats i think during the whole world baseball classic but um i think one of the biggest things working in his favor is the fact that he's already on the 40 man um and if it's just something that for say is only a a few weeks into the season i think right now we're looking at like maybe late april early may um Mm -hmm. and even then like you know you never really know what the bleaks like for whatever reason he may be able to come back sooner. I don't know that they'd want to push him to come back sooner, but um you just you don't really know with the way Oblique's kind of tend to be a little volatile. Um so if it's only four-ish week, you know 25 games, 30 games to start the year like do you, do you, do they do they just go with Nelson Velasquez because he's on the 40 man, has a little bit of experience playing out there uh, in, in the Wrigley Field outfield from last season um and see see if he can have a little bit better of a year, at least to start until Seah is ready to go? Or do you, you know, let him, because, because at that point, you, it's it's more of a scenario where he'll be, he'll be playing every day, right? right? Like we talked about before, he's probably not going to make the opening day because the outfield is set, and you probably would rather have him in AAA getting everyday playing time. Well, now Say has gone for a month. That is mostly everyday playing time in right field that's available. So is that a scenario where now they want to keep they, they can keep him in the majors? Uh, be, he's on the forty man, takes a spot until he's ready, and then figure out what to do with him. Or do you go with a guy like Mike? Like, it's a weird. It's, it's another little it's, area. It's of, like, one of the other decisions right? Right?
2: coming here in the next ten days for sure. Yeah, no question about it. uh Dustin, mean, he wasn't uh, great in the outfield, by the way. He wasn't He wasn't like a good defender
0: in, in the outfield last season. Velasquez. So that's another. No, we're talking about the Cubs. Center, he was not good. Well, no, okay. we're talking about the Cubs. You know, they want to be good. Yeah, exactly. They're like kind of built on defense right now, um, and unless he's, you know, I'm not saying he hasn't uh, done some things to improve himself defensively, and maybe uh, after that one season in the outfield, he understands how Wrigley field, play, you know, how the ball plays in Wrigley a little bit better now. Um, but it wasn't a great defensive season for him last year. He had negative three defensive runs saved in right field itself. Um, so that's a little trade-off. Where are you going to trade? are you going to trade uh the defense that he you know he, he was rated negatively and you want to be a good defensive team for a guy who has potential on the offensive side he what he, he he struggled to play last year too um, but he does obviously have really good power potential which the cubs don't have a a whole
2: lot of themselves right now either it's it's a weird balance i just you know i like thinking out loud I, i'm glad i don't have to make the decision uh, Dustin Allen with a super chat. On a positive note, the Vols are in the Sweet 16. Cody's pick of the week. Hashtag vibe with us. Hashtag Mike Dubs 44 days. Yeah, I was getting to that. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Mike Dubs. 44 Once days. Had, yeah. had a great time in Arizona. I believe he's going to fly. I saw, he's going to run down Addison with the flag. Is that? Did I see that? He tweeted a video a
1: after, after Nelson Velasquez at the homer yesterday. He tweeted a video of him. It looked like it was at, at spring training. Yeah, he's apart, been yeah. there. Yeah, and he was just running down the, I don't know, the street or something with the W flag. I still think if he was doing it with the shirt off, it would be so much more vibier. But, you know, right? I get it. It's the internet. Like the, the
2: Arkansas coach, you know, just ripping his yeah, like shirt Russell, off after yeah. every win. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, 44 days of dubs. That's that's uh, our march to – got 44 more after that $50 <laughs> And then you can Supercast. send us another $50 Supercast. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, tell us about FOCO and how it can get you ready for opening day. Well, Foco, we've talked about it so much. I don't
0: remember when we started talking about it, but Foco's been with us for a long time. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite sports team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco has got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off.
1: Guys, uh, I had a
0: great weekend. You guys asked me before we started the show. I had a great weekend.
1: I won so much money on DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of CHGO and Uh There is a stat. Shout out to TikTok. Some, uh parker's picks it was uh, a stat about teams that are like top 10 and kim palm on offense and uh, outside the top 100 on defense and how they've never made the sweet 16 since like 2004 100 of them so i quite literally rode that trend uh against iowa in the ncaa tournament um baylor yesterday and mizzou on saturday i took mizzou on thursday ryan knows that in the office i was sweating it with him even though it wasn't much of a sweat against utah state uh but then took but i took all the winnings from fairly dickinson put them on princeton and then after princeton beat mizzou i put all that on a three-leg parlay that won me like 300 bucks yesterday so uh mm, mm. DraftKings sportsbook is my favorite app
2: cody uh, del casho
1: yeah. yeah del casho man He's uh, ordering shoes right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought about it. the the On the sneakers app right now, they got the, the fours in green and white. Uh, yeah. I wish they would have came out before St. Patrick's Day, but yeah, you'd have done they're it. coming out tomorrow. I might try. We'll see. So uh, thanks to DraftKings, I might be able to do that. Download the app now. Sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner, of the NBA with code CHO, minimum age, and eligibility restrictions. Apply. See show notes for details. And my favorite part of Illinois season was the end, and then when all my friends were pissed off too when their teams lost.
2: It was great. <laughs> that game was <laughs> that game was ugly. The Illinois lost. Uh, I, I correctly <laughs> predicted that Indiana would outlast Purdue. Quick moment of silence for our friend Greg Braggs. Oh, no. No yeah. moment of silence for Greg Oh, Braggs. man. <laughs> What a bombshell that was. Woo. So Whoops. is there one, one Big Ten team in the Sweet 16? Yeah, Michigan State.
0: Oh. I will say
1: that it's not nec- – well, I guess in a way it's their own fault, but they were all very low-seeded this year, except for Purdue. And Michigan State got in there as a seven seed and beat yeah. Marquette
2: yesterday, our producer, Kevin Wills. Thoughts and prayers, buddy. Um, well, you know what? Yeah. I – I went against my own work bracket because in the work bracket, I thought we're not playing for money. I'm just going to throw something out there. I took Marquette to win it all just because I figured only Kevin might. If it it. it makes you feel better, I took Arizona. Solidarity. It's not for cash. But, however, I, I was talking to some friends before the tournament, and they were like, oh, Michigan State, Michigan State's going to be terrible. And I said, listen, here's the thing. If Michigan State somehow wins their first game, they are in the Sweet 16, and they very might be the Elite Eight because what? They Michigan State. That's Izzo. Every time you think he has a great team, you're not sure what the tournament's going to be. But when he's got an average team, he's been flying under the radar in the Big Ten, he's been angry, that, that team almost <laughs> always goes the Elite Eight. Like, always. And CBS, so I knew they were going to beat Marquette yesterday.
1: CBS had a great stat. They said that Izzo is 23-7 and seven in round two in the Elite Eight in his time at Michigan State. Yep. So, yeah. So I bet like, with my heart yesterday and he it, it hurt. Teamwork. I bet Nor- I bet Marquette too. Um, yeah, it, it hurt. It hurt. My
0: final four. Yeah. Michigan State uh, you are you're right though, Luke. I mean, they they are just such a disciplined team. I mean, no turnovers down the stretch, made all their free throws, made all the right plays. Broke my heart. Now I'm sad. Um
2: <laughs> last team standing. Last team standing uh, in the big. The
0: universe, I told Cody this yesterday. universe owes me a world series this year for that um
2: for the pain. So <laughs> solidarity. What's that? Are you rooting for the Phillies? Who are you rooting for? <laughs> Come on, you know who I'm Sorry. rooting for. That was a cheap shot. We're right manifesting it, That was Come just on, man. That was that was a cheap shot. That was mean. Bar- Barbara Barbara seventeen and one.
1: Barbara says she hopes that I didn't get into too many bar fights over the weekend. Yeah. I didn't get any bar I fights. I got into Twitter fights with Braggs mm-hmm. and Ryan. It was yeah. it was gorgeous. No, it wasn't even a
0: fight. I just I told him like i didn't i didn't say a word when illinois lost and then cody's well i got really distracted because
1: like i i was gonna come back and then i got distracted because i walked into a chinese restaurant next to the bar that i was at all day and i had this big plate of uh, fried rice and Mm. i completely forgot about my fight with ryan yeah Um, it wasn't even a fight
0: i didn't i didn't feed into the troll energy i didn't i didn't let you have fun at my expense again
1: i i was going to
2: i i yeah but i I wouldn't
0: have fed into it
2: well, I still would have had my fun anyway. You know? I but felt bad saying anything to Braggs. I, I, I just made a comment. It was a simple comment. I just said, Valpo is still the best basketball program in Indiana. I left Listen, it at that. Braggs. And, and, you know, I stand by that. But Bragg's is, Bragg's. Braggs
1: is doing this whole victim playing thing after yeah. all the trash he's been talking for the last six months. I ain't buying
2: it, brother. That guy, he's getting a ton of shit from me for the next week. It wasn't even the shots, they couldn't get the big guy the ball. It was brick by brick, only it was another story. It was Purdue basketball. Um, all right, okay. La- last segment, we're going to start our rankings around the NL Central. Where do the Cubs rank in the division? All right, let's tell metrics. Are like, is this, first or like, is this I like, or is this regular? I like first base because I think it's a real debatable position, right? Like, yes. you look at the top, first of all. We all know one top, the, yeah. the, like Goldschmidt's the best in the division. Like that—that's not debatable. And Carlos Santana, Isn't... while a veteran and good, <laughs> I mean, he—he's got to be the bottom. I'm not saying he couldn't move up on the list this season, but he's—I mm-hmm. think he's 36. Yeah, it's it's a, him, it's him or Jiman right? Time. Where was he? Royals and somewhere else last year? Uh Seattle. Seattle, that's what it was. Yeah. So he I I, mon choice to put him at the bottom, but he's not that much yeah. below everybody
0: else. I was gonna say, like they get a little bit of boost because gemon Choi's nickname is apparently G Money, and <laughs> that's an awesome nickname. But yeah, I think I think those those are your one like Goldschmidt at one and then whatever combination the pirates roll out there is probably fifth. I would yeah. I, I think, I, think I I feel a little come,
1: disrespected for ourselves because I feel like you gotta throw Mervis on there because
2: eventually he's gonna be there at some point. So it should say Haas yeah. Mance Mash. Yeah. We gotta put
0: Mervis on. He's
1: he's gonna be on the team at some point. But he year.
0: won't but he won't start the season on the team.
2: No, I mean and I, I get, get that. that. I get two that. through five, whether it's rowdy telez, Joey Votto, who's gonna 39 this year. Um, off Hosmer, surgery, Mancini, right? Mash, and Santana. I'll be honest with you. Two for five are totally interchangeable, and anything could happen in that group. Like, do I feel great about the Brewers having number two? I, I, I personally can't do it. If it was just my list, I would put Joey Votto number two um, because he's a future Hall of Famer. He only played 90 games last year. He was hurt, and he had a down season. So I'm not – I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go be down on him because he's 39 and he had a hurt season when he was 38. I
0: don't well, know. It's, I, my thing I, is, if, he's coming Klaas off a torn great. labrum. He's coming off a torn labrum surgery, I know. right? Like that's yeah. that's pretty
2: big, at especially at 39. Not gonna years not going to be as old, but defensively, no. he's way better than Rowdy. I mean, like that's sure, yeah. I mean, um, is he's obviously a better. I mean, career, he was he wasn't gonna, he wasn't great defensively last year either, though. That's that's once once in the chat Brendan said that he had Telez on his fantasy team and that he was getting benched and that reminded me he was he was getting benched at late in the season against lefties and I thought well I can't I can't move Joey Votto down for a guy that can't even face one type of batter so I personally would leave him at Joey Votto second but but in reality 2 through 5 roll the dice who's got the next best after Goldschmidt it's a roll the dice yeah. in the division
0: I mean, I think, I think right now where we have them is, like, fair. Uh, but, like you said, it's, it's such a – behind Goldschmidt, everyone's so close together yeah. that, like, Mancini and Hosmer could easily be number two, like, a week into the season.
1: Like If if we're doing the list based off what have you done for me lately, I'd put – I'd honestly put Votto at four. If if we're doing it, like, what have you done for me lately? Um, if we're going by Delmetrics, as Kevin is showing us, Paul Goldschmidt's the worst first baseman in in, in the NL Central, and it's not yeah. even close. I don't he's even, gonna be worn I don't out. I can't World believe baseball all this, Classic. all this, all this stuff you guys are saying. I mean, if you look at it through Dell Metrics, I mean, this I'm feeling great about the Cubs at first base.
2: Did you see his quote <laughs> saying the World Baseball Classic is the most exciting baseball he's ever played? Uh, I thought that was, uh, I thought wasn't that, it was Goldschmidt? And then somebody said, yeah, because I thought that it was, was another Wainwright. word for someone tweeted it. Oh, it was as, Wainwright yeah. said St. Louis is Wainwright. Born. <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah
1: the the graphics oh. saying this is the most exciting baseball i've ever played or something and the the guy who tweeted at us said you know in other words st louis is boring <laughs> shout out i think his name was ron shout out to him um but on on the real uh when you don't use <laughs> dell metrics because i know no not everyone likes to use dell metrics it's 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 not on fan graphs unfortunately it's not on facebook reference is- <laughs> it's it should be i've been in the petition trying to get it on get it on there but these these old heads don't want to listen to me um yeah paul Goldschmidt, number one obviously and then um i i would probably if again based off what have you done for me lately i'd probably put telez at two and then i i i i think to start the year you'll see a lot of hosmer at first but i don't I, we're not sure if Hosmer will be with the Cubs all season. So, I think Mancini could be there and 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 I'm throwing Mervis on the list anyway cuz I know he's going to be on the team uh soon. And so I'll put I'll put uh those 3 at 3 and Votto at 4 cuz again, based off what have you done for me lately and then Santana 5. But I do think Santana is a nice signing for the Pirates. Yeah. I, they they oh, will be a yeah. lot more competitive this year. I don't think they're going to be an easy they're not. They're not going to be an easy out. They they have a lot of talent on that team, um, as far as like, you know, potential. But yeah, he's still number five.
2: It's all veteran first baseman. Some that have struggled and are trying to hang on to their career. Some of them are still at the peak of their career, pretty much. But when you look at, I mean, just look at Mancini was pretty productive last year until he got to Houston, right? When it, when he's when he really struggled. But he was, he was having a productive year. I could see the Cubs being as high as number two on the list, and it wouldn't shock me if they fell and plummeted all the way to the bottom. But I think it's more likely that they'd be in the number two spot by the end of the season than it is that they'd be in the five spot. Just not impossible. Just not impossible.
1: I think there's reasonable, like, optimism to see the Cubs be at least in the top, like, legitimately be in the top two uh, for first baseman in the division by the end of the year. I, yeah, I think there's reasonable yeah. optimism for that.
2: I don't remember where we had him last year with Schwindel, but <laughs> three. It was Maybe? probably, un, it was probably was unrealistic. The Cubs are better off at first base. He was than coming were off that hot second three. half, baby. Yeah, we, we were been like riding high on the Schwindel. Yeah, they're, baby, baby. They're, they're better off at first base going into this season. No offense. Uh, no that. no question.
0: Yeah, no. and it's also the point where, like, you know, Goldschmidt's this, like, MVP caliber play. Or at least he's coming off an MVP caliber season. Was he MVP? He was MVP last yeah. year, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's an MVP. Um, Roddy Telez is not that Roddy Tellez is a, a fine player, but he's not, if you're just talking about straight up, like ranking first base, uh, for the division, he's definitely not someone, the Cubs, you know, whatever mix of Hosmer, Mancini, Mervis, eventually if he comes up, um, the Cubs aren't like, they, there's no reason they can't kind of jump him in that ranking as far as positional groups go. So, um, I think there is a long, long way to go before any of these teams can jump, the Cardinals but as far as that number two spot I think as far as that number two spot the Cubs have a shot and right here I mean we've been talking about it how the Cardinals are kind of the class of the division right now and the Brewers it may be the Brewers probably number two but the Cubs aren't far behind and it kind of feels the same way as far as how we're ranking these positions right now it's like yeah the Brewers aren't an uncatchable team right now for the Cubs
1: Unless, no, you Metrics. 40. No. Metrics. Unless
2: you use Delmetrics, 40. Yeah, Delmetrics.
1: Unless you use Delmetrics, Delmetrics will make you it'll make you feel real good. Come on, right. graphs. I've been p- petitioning
2: for months. There it is. Delmetrics Ultimate worst first baseman in the division. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Bring it in that's the good, art Institute that's place of to wrap it up. <sighs> yeah, it's a good place to wrap it up for the Cardinal fans <laughs> that have decided to join this uh YouTube feed later. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you at one 20 on Tuesday. Corey Freeman's is going to join us in studio. We've got uh, six more live podcasts coming up uh, before the season. Uh, I believe seven or eight more total, right? Something like that. Anyways, uh, look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Thanks to everybody in the chat. It was a wild ride on the chat today. got a little off the rails a couple times, times. We're back. We're vibing with you every single day. Don't forget, Mike Dobbs will be here tomorrow as well. Uh, Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Until Tuesday, have a great day and fly the W.